I'm reading from NIV 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Amen. I always get in my feelings when, you know, Paul, <laughs> Paul is talking. He's writing a letter to Timothy. And he's speaking like, you know, it's a very serious thing. He's saying that he's in the presence. Other translations say that, you know, I'm standing face to face with God and Jesus Christ right now. I just allow the weight of his words, right? Because this is, this is like the grandfather. These are the people that set our faith on the path we should go. So mm -hmm. it's like a godfather of faith, or what better word would I use? The apostle. This is who you call an apostle. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, I'm saying this in the presence of God and in the presence of Jesus. Like, he's in prison. You have to have that in mind. He's writing this letter in prison. If you read the, the entire chapter, there's this sense of, I am leaving, so I'm leaving this behind for you. Like, I'm giving you the core of life and everything. This is before God and before Jesus. Who is going to judge the living and the dead? It was very intense what he was trying to convey. My mirror translation says that as one standing face to face with God and the Lord Jesus Christ who is about to equally visible to those who have died and those who are still alive. You know, allow these scriptures, especially when he starts saying these things, just imagine him speaking from a place of experience with this God. Just mm -hmm. a deep walk of going through ups and lows and seeing God show up for him through all his trials and pains and how he always came out of it victoriously. So I understand that I'm standing before God and I'm speaking this with this much authority, with this much backing from God. And then he continues. Next verse, please. Verse 2, preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Okay, that command to Timothy doesn't just end with mm -hmm. Timothy. It's a command to all of us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God wants us, in the words of Paul, he's saying that we should preach, mm -hmm. broadcast the word on every occasion. Basically, he's making preachers out of us. He's like, be prepared, take time to prepare, just like you take time to prepare for other things. Make this also a priority. So that whether you're in in-season or out-of-season, whether it is convenient or it's not convenient, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. The message about you preaching is the only constant that there should be. Everything around you might not be perfect. Everything might not be perfect. But don't allow the preaching of God's word to be dependent on anything. It should be something that you do. What I see there is 
him teaching us to pull away from the encumbrances of the world and not even think twice about preaching. Like it's not a thing of, oh, is it the Lord's will for me to preach? Or is it not the Lord's will? He's trying to say that this is who we are. It's not something we do, it is who we are. So don't look at the weather. Don't look at the circumstances. Just be who you are. And who you are is to preach the gospel. And I found that fascinating. I'm like, don't check the season. Don't check the circumstances. Don't look for what is convenient. Are you trying to say that even without my makeup, I should preach? Yes. <laughs> yeah, even when that suit I ordered from Switzerland hasn't arrived. <laughs> Whether it's convenient or not. Yes! He removes every excuse. I'm like, man, we can have no excuse. Because if we want to check why these people moved so supernaturally and we don't, it's because we have so many cares. So once the seasons begin to understand that whether it is hot or cold, whether it's snowing or raining, this daughter or son of God is going to preach the word, then you just reveal God. They understand it and they bow. You come into the scene and they know that is just who you are. You're going to preach. And I believe we're going to have more authority when these things we could have as excuses are no longer excuses. We'll experience more spiritual freedom and power when we recognize that it doesn't depend on anything. And I always want to put this emphasis because I don't know about you, but for me, I, I waited so long to do what God told me to do because there was always a reason not to. And if I gave you my reasons, you'd be like, yes, oh, Nadia, yeah, I see. But he's saying don't. Don't look at the seasons. Don't consider anything. There's no excuse. This is how we live above the things that will hinder us from revealing God. And that's why even though he's in prison, when he should have every excuse to just sleep and sleep and sleep, he continued because his very essence was to preach. So it didn't matter. Put me in a pit hole. Put me in a prison. Put me across the waters. Push me to whatever part of the world, to a place where I can't even speak their language. You're going to find me preaching because that is who I am. Because at the end of the day, we were given this flesh to do that. To reveal God. And so he is making that emphasis that don't let the obstacles that obstruct the flesh. Don't let them have power over you. Let the spirit of God alone have power over your flesh. And be moved by that in every situation. Somebody is hurt. Somebody is crying. Somebody is laughing. Somebody is mocking. Somebody is doing whatever it is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't depend on them. It's all on you. I thought that was very powerful from a father to a child. Today, I feel like I'm Timothy. Timothy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, can I ask a question before we continue? Yes, yes. Um, so we are being given that kind of responsibility and all that. And I always question, like, you know, right now we have tools. We're still learning. Yes. So at one point, we'll get to a point where you are and we can talk to people, we can teach. I always wonder, what did those people in that time read? I mean, we have the Bible. Right. What 
did they use just teachers i mean yes. people like paul yes. just just that yes that's why he kept he will keep making these circles he will travel to here and there travel and there, to... yeah. And then he will find them oh, wow. worshiping idols or his son sleeping with his father's wife or doing right. crazy things. He had to keep writing them letters. He, yeah, he did such a, it's crazy, but yeah, that's what they had. Yeah. They had these apostles doing all that work. Oh, wow. That was tough. Yeah, I know. Without jets, right? Mm. They really had no tools, no, you know, I mean... Now we can read the Bible, we can listen to Nadia, we can, you know, that helps. Yes. Listen to Paul, but, you know, after you're teaching, we can go back to the Bible and try to study and understand more and all that. What did they read? I know. <laughs> that thing. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. That's a very good question because I'm like, how did these people cope? Like, we read it and then tomorrow we have to apply it and we forget what we read, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so how did they have to leave it and apply? I guess they had less distractions too. Yes. Because we have to, yeah, we, we have to do so many things. <laughs> Which probably created greater faith because they could focus on it. Yes, they yes. Focus <laughs> on the Lord, yeah. Yeah. We get sidetracked, you know. Yeah. Like you said, everything going on with family, responsibilities, husbands, wives, all that. Yeah. 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 But those are the things they had too at that time. Like the baseball and soccer. Oh, yeah. Those kind of commitments, you know, fast paced, driving here and there, and for your kids, you know. Yeah. A little different. But yeah. Oh. Yeah, like if... That's just what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, you know, having to keep up with every text message, every Facebook post, like Marie said, oh, Facebook. Right. <laughs> having to keep up with every Instagram, you know, comments. We really are busy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, just be encouraged. Yeah. Paul was trying to also encourage him. And I want to encourage us that mm -hmm. we can all learn. I know when, when it says preach the word. Exactly. Because I was going to say, he doesn't say go learn. He just says preach. You know, I'm like, wow. Where should he learn from when there's no Bible, right? Nadia, <laughs> uh, can I share something that Please. I think in here okay well go ahead an experience kirsten went to the dominican republic on a trip uh, when she went to berkeley they had her christian organization they went on this trip they gathered all sports equipment they were taking all these things to the dominican republic they were going to be ministering you know to the children they yeah. were going to the orphanage they were out yeah. in the middle of like a rainforest they stayed here, out there. The children really didn't have a whole lot of stuff. She begins to tell the story that, Mom, these kids were so spirit-filled. They were prophesying. It was a different language, but the Lord made it able for us to understand. They were prophesying over us, Mom. Mom, I didn't really go there for the kids. The Lord sent me there for me, Mom. I mean, it was amazing, right? Wow. So it's like, and they had... 
nothing of the things that our kids have or that we have, but those kids were so in tune to the Lord that they were walking in the spirit and prophesying young kids, five, six, seven, eight. So that it just, the Lord brought that to my memory. I just wanted to share that. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Wow. So she went there to be ministered to by the kids. Yeah, she thought she, you know, mm-hmm. they were bringing all the things and they were just going to, you know, enrich their lives or whatever. Yes. Which yes. I'm sure they did with the, you yes. know, the balls and things. But the, the kids that went, God just blessed them incredibly. The ones that went from, from the United States got so blessed by these precious children of God that have such incredible faith. And wow. that the Lord is the center of their world. Wow. He is the oh. center. Powerful. Powerful. Yeah. Wow. Mind you, in this place where they stayed, I mean, there was a man out in the uh, the rainforest. They have a gun. They, they had guns. I mean, they were protecting everyone. She was wow. actually in this kind of, and had the most incredible time of, of her life and felt totally safe. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Amazing experience. It's amazing. Wow. So, yeah, like, you know, let's see, like you said, they, you know, you didn't say learn. So these kids were just operating from the overflow, right? They were. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Releasing the word of God over them in their own language. And you said they could understand. Yes. Um, Or in the spirit, they could understand. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I hear also like underground uh, uh, Christians in China is the same way. Yeah. You know? yeah, they only say that please, we don't want any material things, all we want, we want the Bible. Yeah, if they get a Bible, they divide, they, yes. they cut pages, they tear them out. out. Yeah, them. yes, hunger, hunger for the Lord. Hunger. Mm. Yeah, and then I remembered, um. When I used to teach Sunday school, uh, we used to read about missionaries. Mm. Um, in North Korea, there was this uh, ministry, I think the boys of the Matthias also, whereby they, they were not allowed to read the Bible. They were being pers- Christians were being persecuted then in North Korea. So these people decided that they would like, write Bible verses yeah. and then put them into balloons and then send them across to them. So wow. her adventure, a balloon falls in your dome. The Christians were always anticipating, you know, to see balloons over the air. Because yeah. they know that when they pop it, they were going to read um, Bible verses. So I can just imagine how people were eager, waiting for just that balloon, just wow. to have an understanding of what they will open and get about God. But then today we have it on our phones. We yeah. have it everywhere. Yeah. And everywhere. we still do not have time for this God. Yeah. But these yeah. were people that even in that, they were desperate uh-huh. to just have a glimpse of, you know, what the Bible has to offer them. Yes. Amazing. Wow. Also, um, I think uh, with a lot of persecution comes uh, like revival and strong faith. That's like China, like uh, Marie was mentioning they have a lot of persecution there. Yeah. And yeah. so it makes sense that the, you know, even in the Bible, when you look at how the early Christians, they had a lot of persecution and their faith was so strong. Yeah. So I feel like with persecution comes stronger faith. It's like God gives grace yes. for that. Yes. Mm. Wow. Thanks for everybody's um, sharing. That is awesome. 
Yeah. Don't forget to listen to our podcast because there is a limitless supply of God's spirit that wants to reach you. And I pray you're a willing vessel to listen and also share and see that God's truth is released upon those you love, to see breakthrough in the lives of those you love. And I encourage you, please grab Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. You need this book. I don't want you to miss the detailed truths, the testimonies of God's tangible presence moving in your life that you may not have seen until you are able to engage this and see them clearly outlined for you. So I encourage you, grab this book for yourself and your loved ones and take the time to read it. God bless you. God's face shine upon you and have just a beautiful day. I love you so much. Okay, have an awesome day. Bye now.